The Boost Podcast is sponsored in part by Reveal Wealth. Let the professionals at Reveal Wealth assist you on your financial journey. From individual financial planning, family financial planning, business planning, insurance planning, and more, Reveal Wealth's holistic approach gives you the freedom to take control of your financial security. No matter your age or stage in life, the professionals at Reveal Wealth are ready to assist. Contact them now for a free initial consultation. Go to WeRevealWealth.com. That's WeRevealWealth.com. Or call 410-928-8081. Take control of your financial security by allowing Reveal Wealth to serve you. WeRevealWealth.com. That's WeRevealWealth.com. Or call 410-928-8081. And tell them you heard about them on the Boost Podcast. Welcome to the Boost Podcast with Kelly Leonard. The podcast providing you with immediate access to tools, tips, and tactics to boost your business and career success. Build your brand, optimize relationships, obtain more leads, secure thought leadership space, and tap into new markets. It's the Boost Podcast. And now... Here's Kelly Leonard. Hello and welcome back to the Boost Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Leonard. Mitch Gray has combined over two decades of experience as a former pastor, life coach, entrepreneur, community developer, and creator to develop a brand of leadership that is at its deepest level human. Taking his heart for inspiring others and his passion for empowering leaders, Mitch teaches business leaders how to recruit great people to develop top talent and design empowering cultures. Mitch is the creator and host of the Mitch Gray Show podcast, How to Hire and Keep Great People Show. He's an author, leadership consultant, and a highly regarded speaker. The parts of Boost we cover are optimized relationships and secure thought leadership space. Hey there, Mitch. Welcome to the Boost podcast. Hey, Kelly. Great to see you. Thanks for having me on. My pleasure. My pleasure. So for folks who are hearing the name Mitch Gray for the first time, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, So I live in New Mexico. Great, great state in the United States for those that, you know, I'm sure you have listeners all over the world, so they may not know about the United States, but we're in the kind of the Southwest region of the United States, kind of high desert, uh, mountainous, but a really cool state. And I am a speaker and author and leadership and personal development coach, have a great family. All of my kids are grown and gone and living their life now. So it's kind of the next phase of life, right? I get to get to make all the investments in me now and building, which is it was fun doing it for the kids, but now it's a new phase. And so that's good. But um, yeah, life is good. Life is good. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. That's the the new the new next for you is what is. what do you want to be when you grow up? <laughs> yes. And it's like, okay, now I can grow up, but I don't remember how. So <laughs> it's like you're relearning, right? They say that once you learn how to ride a bike, you never forget. But I'm gonna argue that point because you do get quite rusty. And so <laughs> gotta relearn some of the basics, right? It's uh that focus shifts a little bit. That's that's a good thing. Yes, 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 absolutely. And I know so much of what you do is in this space of leadership. And so 
Um, in the, the context of leadership, I would love to just know more about, like, from your perspective, what does it mean to lead from your humanity? And I, I, I think that's a, an interesting question right now because there's so much, so much trouble in the world. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> and, and now that I think about it, I've never, I don't think I've ever broken out in song <laughs> on the podcast. So there's a first for everything. Claude may be rolling his eyes at me right now, but, uh, but yeah. So what does it mean from your perspective to, to lead from um, your humanity? First of all, I'm supporting that energy because I'm known to often break out in song. So I'm going right. to say, I'll let you leave it to you today, but I love that. So, um, yeah, leading from your humanity is a really interesting thing because the, the, the interesting thing about humanity is it's the whole of us. Mm. It's not just parts of us. And so, you know, when you, when you think about that idea of leading from humanity, it's like, well, you could technically lead from a little bit of what we may uh, claim as the dark side or some you know selfish motivators or but really when when I think of leading from our humanity it's truly about leading from our wholeness and not just our facade or just a part of us and what that really shapes out to be is that you know I told someone yesterday they asked me a question they were like so do you feel like you're giving a hundred percent every day and my response was well to that day because our hundred percent today is different than yesterday or might be tomorrow. And so when we're talking about leading from our humanity, it's really leading from that place of vulnerability that isn't a stagnant linear line. You know, it's like the old cartoon, Dennis the Menace and the map that they would show that he never went straight from school to the store to grandma's. It was everywhere in between. And, and as leaders, and by the way, I want to also, also clarify that all of us are leaders. Mm. We may not be a leader in position at work, or we may not be a leader on a team, or we, but, but in some point, we are leaders, first of all, for ourselves. And then we all have a circle of influence, um, whether it's as, you know, a dad for myself of raising kids, whether it's uh, a single person who just has a circle of influence with their people, we all have a circle of influence. And so, I remember years ago, I'm talking decades ago, I remember sitting in a, in a group of men and they were literally arguing what makes, you know, who is a leader? Who is a, what position makes a leader? And I'm sitting there as a, you know, early 20 something year old going, but isn't leadership just about influence? And if that's the case, then we're all leaders. And when you start talking from that paradigm shift, you know, and you, and you talk about in the workplace, in the business world, if, if, if the person that is quote, the janitor takes their role as a role of leadership, it can actually permeate and create ripples of greatness throughout the mm. whole organization. And so that is leading from our humanity. It's leading from our wholeness. And for the people that are in higher positions of leadership and title, when they can begin leading from those vulnerabilities and empowering everyone else around them to, to do the same, you know, we talk about diversity, inclusion, equality. When people begin leading from that perspective, Guess what takes care of itself? Inclusion, diversity, and equality, because there is something within all of us, I believe, because I believe in the, in the good of humanity. There's something within all of us that wants the best for others. I believe we also just let our insecurities overtake what we, our courage, shall we say. And so then, then we lead from our, our insecurity rather than from that courage of humanity. Yeah, I definitely, I appreciate the um, notion that, um, you know, how do we really think of everyone as a leader? Because by definition, leaders have a elevated level of accountability. And so if we're all 
sort of navigating spaces inside of the marketplace, inside of corporate spaces where there's this personal commitment to accountability, it then I think lightens the load for people who are in a perceived level of of power um, that are the quote unquote leaders. And so I, I definitely appreciate that perspective. So as we think about an organization, um, how as a leader do we create a culture of permission and why is a culture of permission valuable in these spaces? So as an example, um, I, I stated I'm an author, so I've published books and articles, et cetera. And I cannot count how many times someone has mentioned to me, I, I've always wanted to write a book. Or I've even had people say, I've written two or three books and I still have the manuscripts printed or in my computer and they've never published. And my question then is, why? Like, why have you not done something with that? Or why have you not taken action on that? And their response is, like all of us, I just don't think anyone's interested. Mm. And so when you talk about permission, you know, oftentimes people will kind of push back a little bit and go, well, people don't need permission. And my argument is all of us need permission. All of us need that voice outside of ourselves that says, Kelly, yes, you can. You have the ability. Everything you need is within you. And that's what I call unearthing the power that lies within. And so when we apply that to leadership, it's really about unearthing the ability and creating a safe space for those that work with us to bring their wholeness to the table, to bring their ideas and their opinions and let them push back on things, to bring their courage with them every day. And when you're able to do that as a leader, when you're able to create that culture of permission, that it's per- not only is it okay for you to show up as your true self, you better show up as your true self because that's why we hired you. It's why we brought you on. When leaders can flip that switch and begin having conversations, not about what I don't like about the job or all of the challenges we're facing, but all of a sudden saying, hey, I need everyone's voice on the team. I need everyone to contribute to this. Is it a little bit pie in the sky? Probably. But if we don't shoot for the pie in the sky, then we're going we're gonna to fall short every single time. And really, it's simple. It's simply asking people, what would you like to contribute? What's hiding within you that you haven't actually empowered yet? And as a leader, how can I speak to that? And again, begin unearthing it. And that's really what we're talking about with a, with a culture of permission is as a leader, I'm walking in each day asking the question internally, how can I give people permission to live authentically? And it's not about control. It's actually about releasing control and allowing them to step fully into themselves. Now, all of that sounds extraordinary. It does. <laughs> <laughs> in theory. However, in practice, that then becomes the challenge because what I hear is that you are asking for um, individuals to engage in vulnerable acts, to have a willingness to um, come face to face with rejection or some sort of opinion that rocks their world that causes them to think less than. And so in order for me to create this culture of permission, I'd imagine that I also have to focus at some level of really building authentic relationship and trust with others. And so share with us how you would propose going about that. 
Yeah. When you're in a leadership position, I have a theory about that. Number one, give trust quickly and constantly. Mm-hmm. And number two, while doing that, work every moment with every breath, with every effort to earn the trust of others. Mm-hmm. And so you're not demanding trust, you're earning trust. And that earning trust actually looks like what you just said. It's really swallowing my pride as a leader. Yes, we have a job to get done. Yes, we have things to accomplish, but it doesn't have to be my way. In fact, some of the greatest leaders we've ever seen and can learn from in the past were the ones that relinquished all control and said, I'm only here to be a voice for you and to you, but you're going to be the one that really empowers the movement. And I really, I really love that example when we look at all, you know, for the most part, the great religious leaders of history mm-hmm. and how they were able to give these incredible, deep philosophical ideas, um, these theologies but they didn't necessarily have to control the the narrative or control the situation. In fact, for the most part, the best ones relinquished control of the narrative and of the situation and simply taught in these theologies. And there is some application to that. It's when I can walk in every day and know I'm earning trust Mm -hmm. while also giving trust Mm -hmm. that leaves space and room for each person to function within their responsibilities, but also within their person. And that to me is the easiest theory to simplify it. I'm giving all the trust I can while earning all of the trust I can. And so it's lately or more recently, well, actually since COVID, I always try to bring that lens into this conversation as well, because we have so many of our listeners um, haven't returned to traditional workspaces in person. Perhaps some are entirely remote, some are working in hybrid workspaces. And so I find that the complexity of these dynamics make it oftentimes difficult to give or earn trust for that matter. So are there any, um, I guess, tips or strategies that you can bring forth that might help us to both give as well as earn trust in these virtual and or hybrid spaces? Communication is vital in regular life. It is incredibly (laughs) vital when you're talking hybrid remote. The fault that many find themselves when they are in leadership roles is they again function from their insecurities, which leads them to hang tight onto control. And so, especially when you're dealing with with remote slash hybrid, um, leaders can often go into this default mode that says, well, I need to control everything so I can make sure they're getting the job done. The problem with that is the human spirit doesn't work that way. Mm. When you enslave the human spirit, you feed rebellion and frustration, which Mm. you should, because no one should be in an enslaved culture. Mm-hmm. And that, that, you know, a lot of people don't like that word, but when we really dig down to the reality of many work situations, um, it becomes the situation where leader is simply trying to control everything. And so I'm going to go against what oftentimes is their natural default. And that is the more you can communicate clearly and leave people room to function, the better results you're going to get and the happier employees you're going to have. And so what that looks like is, I'm communicating consistently and clearly. We're on the same page. I'm asking the questions. What do you need from me? How can I, as a leader, help empower you better? Is there any equipment, any technology you need? What else can I do for you? What tools can I put into your toolbox 
to help you feel comfortable doing the best job you can. And once I do all that, then it's simply check-ins. Hey, how can I help you? How's the work going? What successes have we had? What challenges have we faced? And when you can do that consistently and then leave them room to operate and do the work, mm-hmm. that's gaining that trust. I had a friend the other day that was really complaining. He was, we were in a co-working space together and he was complaining. He works remotely and he was complaining about his supervisor. And he, he had a great example. He said, you know, he said, I like to garden. And he said, I just went into my garden and planted like over 150 seeds for flowers for the summer. And he said, sometimes I feel like I'm taking my, uh, my CEO of my company to my garden. And I'm saying, look at all my beautiful flowers. And she immediately goes, have yeah, a look at those two weeds. Mm. And that's what I mean by oftentimes in leadership positions, we default to criticism rather than simply saying, oh my gosh, look at all those flowers. And the way you earn the trust in that scenario is you don't even address the weeds Mm. because you have to trust that your person is smart enough to eventually figure out they've got to pull the weeds. And that's that leading from the humanity and saying, I'm not going to be critical. I'm simply going to say, thank you. Great job. And know that they're smart enough to eventually recognize they've got to pull the weeds. And when we do that, that really shifts. And that's where remote hybrid work can become incredibly powerful, by the way. It can also be a great revenue stream for companies because it costs less to have a remote hybrid employee than it does a fit. So if people play this right, it actually empowers the company much better. Yeah, it's it's so interesting. It's almost like the chicken and the egg scenario where I think, so again, in theory, everything that you, you shared makes complete sense. Right. And then it's almost the type of thing. Well, if they do this, then I'll do that. And it's both sides are approaching the relationship from that perspective. It's like, you make the first move, then I'll do that. You know, if you do that, then I'll trust you and, you know, vice versa. But, and, but I love the way that you, the, just sort of the strategies that you provided in terms of just making sure that folks have the appropriate tools and support and just um, being in this, in this space where we're really just going to extend trust because yeah, I mean, people want, there's a deep desire for people to feel appreciated and trusted. So yeah, I, I appreciate that. I want to go back to the chicken and the egg because you're, you're making a great point. And my response to that is welcome to the burden of leadership. <laughs> if you are going to be in a position of leadership by choice, granted, I don't care how much money a company offers you, you still get to choose. And if you choose to be in a position of leadership, you are accepting the burden of being the chicken or the egg, whoever you want. You're accepting the burden of acting first. And that's what one has to realize is when I accept this uh, role of and responsibility of leadership, I am accepted the burden to act first. And unfortunately, um, leaders are often put into leadership positions without being taught how to be a leader. Yeah. And that is a grave mistake, a grave mistake. And so then we get the chicken of the egg fight, right? It's like, well, I'm not going to, because employees know. Employees know, and they say it in more or less words, that they expect leaders to be the first ones to act. And guess mm. what? They should, because that's yeah. what a leader's getting paid to do. <laughs> and yeah. so when you have, and so many companies do, they have that chicken egg culture and they're all arguing against each other. And my response is, welcome to the burden of leadership. If you don't like it, go get a different job. You accepted the role when you accepted the position. Yeah. 
choose. You have the right to choose. I love that. And welcome to the burden of leadership. I am writing that down because that <laughs> that is wisdom right there, my friend. I love it. I love it. Thank you. <laughs> awesome. Well, Mitch, this has been extraordinary for folks who um, have a desire to just tap into some of the work that you're doing and any other resources that you might be able to share. What's the best way for folks to be in touch with you? We have a great new website, recruitgreatpeople.com. Real easy, tons of free resources there. You can also find my social media there. Um, we have on the, on the head, a banner page, you can order the book with a link. So yeah, recruitgreatpeople.com, check it out. And I would love to engage with folks. So find me and and let's chat. Well, due to the great resignation, there is a huge opportunity for folks to recruit great people. So I will definitely recommend, recommend, and everyone, you will find the link in the show notes. So definitely check out that great read. And Mitch, thank you so much again for your time. Thank you. I appreciate it. The Boost Podcast serves an energetic community of business leaders, entrepreneurs, and individuals who are growth-minded. If you, your business, or organization would like to share your service, product, or expertise with the Boost Podcast community, contact Kelly Leonard. Email kelly.leonard at taylor-leonard.com. Again, that's kelly.leonard at taylor-leonard.com. Well, that concludes this episode of the Boost Podcast. Thank you again for listening in. If you don't mind, if you could like, subscribe, or share the podcast with a friend, I would greatly appreciate it. For more information on anything Boost related, you can visit our website at www.kellytleonard.com. 